Well, all right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is February 4th, 2023, Saturday. Hope everyone's doing good out there and having yourself a nice, relaxing weekend. We're going to get rocking with some music here in a moment. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cover some of the things going down at the MetalDen.com site right now, as well as RandyRocketCody.com. Uh, real uh, proud to announce that today marks uh, the 18-year anniversary of me creating the Metal Den back on MySpace in February of 2005. So uh, just don't know really what else to say about that. It's been a long ride, a long journey. Uh, had had a whole lot of fun doing the metal den up to this point original goal was to get to 20 years so we'll see what happens we'll ride this out another couple years and see what's going on but i'm real proud to have made 18 years and thank you for everyone's support i do have to announce i've canceled the tmd music showcase that was uh, set to take place on uh, february 11th on facebook live i suffered a uh, mild concussion here in uh in fort worth texas we had some real uh crazy weather cold uh hard ice really not really much snow per se but had, had a lot of uh, uh ice that uh, that started to uh, hit the ground a lot of rain and that that turned into into ice with the freezing weather and i had slipped walking my uh, dog both feet went out from underneath me and i i had suffered a, a mild concussion so i've been uh, advised to slow down my activities for the next uh, seven to ten days so we're going to go ahead and um, we'll reschedule that here in the future so we can get some of these uh, exciting underground bands talked about. Um, so sorry about that. Anybody who's interested in joining that, uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and get that uh, rescheduled here in the future, okay? I do have a new Bigfoot report that you can check out. This is a real crazy, mysterious uh, Bigfoot murder mystery that you can uh, check out that kind of ties in with Missing 411. You can get that over the uh, randyrocketcody.com site. I did a new FM radio uh, interview with my buddy Ryan O'Neill over at WQEE 99.1 uh, just this uh, past Wednesday. And uh, we talked about, about this Bigfoot report, uh, the Nephilim, all these different uh, subjects that tie into this, uh, this murder mystery. As well, we talked about the... Um, the potential of a final Pantera studio album being released. I know everyone's really excited about hearing about that. Some details uh, are, are shared that go into what was happening at the end of Dimebag's life. He had turned away really from wanting to do a damage plan and instead was uh, working with his brother, Vinnie Paul Abbott, in the studio on much, much more back to what Pantera was about, the, the real heavy stuff. So those are like what we've been told is five to six to eight songs that potentially uh, could be released here by uh, uh, Pantera. You've got uh, Philip and Selmo and, and Rex Brown out there doing these uh, these tribute shows. And, and we know they're not going to release new music uh, with, with other musicians. That would just be uh, sacrilegious. I mean, this, this band is sacred. We need to leave it intact. These songs, I'm told, 
really do sound like Pantera, and they need to have Phil and Rex playing on them, singing on them. So more details you can check out at themelden.com on that. Um, I have a new interview that I, I will be doing. I've been asked um, uh, in the past here to do an interview with the Drinking Life blog. I did a, a first part uh, interview that kind of tied in all the Pizzagate and uh, Pedogate scandal stuff with uh, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington, all my investigative work on that. Uh, this Drinking Life uh, blog is uh, hosted by Rob Nesbitt. He's out in Switzerland. So we're going to talk again about uh, coming up here about the new Frazzle Drip report. Big, big deep dive we'll be doing uh, tied into the uh, just mysterious, freaky details on that story with uh, Hillary uh, Clinton and Uma Abedin uh, purportedly uh, richly sacrificing a 10-year-old girl on, uh, on camera. And so we're going to deep dive into that. That report will come up on February 9th, coming up on Thursday at randyrocketcody.com. So make, make sure and get your subscription to the site. Uh, $9.99 a month, and, and you'll be able to read all the content once it comes out. Okay, I do want to say before I get going much further on the, the stories at TheMetalDen.com right now, uh, this uh, this episode, this podcast celebrating 18 years of The Metal Den is going to be one of a kind. This is going to feature all music that I have either uh, produced uh, with, you know, original song uh, or a remix or a mashup that I've that I've uh, engineered myself. Going to have some damage plan with me singing on it, breathing new life. Now it's the actual production stems uh, just minus uh, we know with the Abbott brothers and uh, Bob Zilla, but minus Pat Lackman and my vocals placed in there. And I'll tell you what, man, it's slamming. I think you're going to really dig it. Uh, as well, I've got. Uh, I'm going to have the uh, one remix that everyone's been really just excited about uh, over over the past uh, years. I, I put that up, and that's surpassed 50,000 plays on uh, SoundCloud. So we're going to uh, share that one. I added the, uh, the the bass from Jason Newstead that was pretty much was removed. Uh, I don't believe it was even turned down. I believe that Lars Ulrich completely took this his his bass uh, stem out of there uh, in in the production of this, of, of um, justice and and so fans have just been really excited to hear Jason Newstead's playing on this song. So you're going to hear that song as well. You're going to hear a mashup with Chester Bennington and Perfect Circle. That's really cool. Uh, so you definitely want to check that out. Now we've got uh, some of the other news to talk about. Uh, it's real exciting. Uh, that's it's come out now. We've got Lady Gaga is said to be singing on one song on the, the upcoming Metallica album that's going to drop. Now, if anybody remembers, there was a, a big story that came out in the past that uh, people had called a hoax uh, by the Metal Den um, that, that Lady Gaga, after the Grammy Awards, uh, was going to collaborate in the studio with Lars Ulrich and Metallica. Lars had said she was the fifth band member, remember, and, and wanted you know her to be a part of this. And so, what I'm hearing is that it's going to be a bonus track available uh, in Japan only, limited uh, uh, Japanese album that will uh, feature a song titled "Coco Butter Blues." Sounds interesting. So we'll see what's going on with that. And uh, I know a lot of people are really excited to hear hear this new Metallica. They've dropped a couple songs. They're to me, are, are, are pretty mediocre. Hopefully, they, they really bring it and, 
And hopefully, uh, you know, this Lady Gaga song is going to help help with sales. I want to give a shout out right now to some of the followers that are, uh, you know, just giving me all sorts of love on Facebook and Twitter. I uh, want to give a shout out to my buddy Michael Hogan. Thanks so much for all your support out there, brother. And I want to give a shout out to Andy uh, Giardina of Total Eclipse Band. Uh, he's He's been a real big supporter over the years. And he's had some uh, new music come out here in, in the past uh, past year. You can definitely uh, check out online. All right. Well, let's get uh, let's talk a little bit about the other stories you'll find at the MetalDen.com site right now. And I, I know people are... Uh, are really uh, upset about the latest news that's come out about Ozzy Osbourne. He's announced his retirement from concert touring due to spinal injury. So he's uh, said, I love y'all, and that's about it. He's, he's not coming back with his touring. Vomit 4th has uh, U.S. tour dates announced. Crazy story about Tommy Lee has once knocked out a Motley Crue fan and did not get arrested for assault. This is a story coming out, uh, I guess, had happened back in 1984, um, Tommy was approached by a fan about uh, a Triple X magazine that apparently Tommy Lee's girlfriend at that time had appeared in. Tommy Lee just knocked the guy out with one punch and did not get any assault charges put on him. So a really interesting story. You can definitely want to check that out. Um, as well, you can, you know, as I said, head over to the metal, uh, from the metalden.com over to randyrocketcody.com and check out that Bigfoot story. This is really crazy. It ties in uh, a story that had appeared on, on YouTube uh, about a gentleman that had uh, seen uh, a giant Bigfoot uh, up on a on mountaintop. And uh, when he went back to go check it out, all sorts of craziness ensued. And he later uh, died. And so I've got the scoop on that. You want to check that uh, story out, okay? Uh, again, I, I just want to send thanks out to everyone who's been supporting my work. And, 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 you know, it goes a long way to share on Twitter or Facebook or whatnot and, and to get more views from my, uh, my work. I really do thank you. I'm going to include a little snippet here of my latest uh, interview on FM Rock Radio that kind of goes more into detail about the stuff we're talking about here. So you definitely want to uh, sit tight and listen for that, okay? And then we're going to get uh, rocking with some more music.
Good as history. I'm your host for the most, the one, the only, Ryan O'Neill. And of course, you got that right. I am the game. 30,000 plus of you worldwide on the shoutcast. Shout it out loud. We're across that freeze radio network. So many people there. Earth Rock Radio. New Mexico, Navajo Nation, and Arizona. Now part of the British Columbia Isles in Canada with Pinky Crew and the Georgia Communication of Family Radio Station, East Alabama, West Georgia. Including right here, the flagship station in the heartbeat of Metro Atlanta because we are live today. 99.1 FM WQEE to The latest story we've got at TheMetalDen.com that uh, would catch some interest would be uh, got the one about Tommy Lee that just come out from uh, apparently a story back going back 1984, which would be the same year that Vince Neil killed Razzle uh, from Hanoi Rocks, the, the young 20-something uh, drummer for Hanoi Rocks, and they came over to, uh, to the U.S. to, to play, uh, I believe it was their first tour here in the U.S. They were just getting ready to really, really break big. And, uh, you know, Vince Neil killed him in a drunk driving accident, maimed a couple people. That same year, in 84, and Vince only did 15 days in jail for that for that uh, serious crime. Um, Tommy Lee, during an awards show uh, ceremony uh, that was going to uh, was presented, uh, hosted by Ozzy Osbourne, um, he had uh, been approached by a Motley Crue fan. And uh, and told about a magazine, a triple X magazine that he had seen Tommy Lee's girlfriend in at the time, his his girlfriend. And Tommy Lee just uh, straight up, without another word said, just knocked the guy out. One punch. Yeah. And 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 did not serve, you know, did not get any kind any kind of slap on the wrist or anything. Uh, we don't know if there's a payoff made by the. The manager who was there to, at, at the time to to uh, intervene, uh, but uh, there was no no uh, assault charges, um, you know, uh, put on put on him. So uh, it's a big story because you know, looking at Tommy Lee and uh, all the craziness that's gone on um, with, of course, him and Vince Neil and and the, and the constant uh, band infighting and then the notorious fight that went down last year before the stadium tour started. Their last rehearsal, him and Vince Neil got into a knockdown, dragout fight over uh, Tommy Lee calling uh, Vince Neil Vince Meal repeatedly. So it's it's constant uh, infighting going on with Motley Crue. That's what's coming out of the camp, and uh, and and word that Nikki Six has pretty much had it and is trying to find a way to uh, 
to fire Vince Neal and replace him again. Well, you know what he should do? Just, he should just shut down Motley Crue go back to 6 a.m. is what I say, and do that because those two guys win. So I think he should just go back and do his 6 a.m. thing and forget his whole Motley Crue thing, let it retire before they really damage their 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 name. Well, they've got they've got an issue because at the same time that I had uh, here at the end of last year on November or whatnot last year, I announced right. that um, at the MetalDen.com that Mick Mars was out of the band. Now for eleven days, I was called the biggest jerk around and told that I was pulling another hoax and I was full of it. Uh, that, that Mick was not going to be a mixed Motley Crew. He's not going to be out of the band, and I would not go see Motley Crew if Mick was out, out of the band. Well, I doubled down and gave everybody an actual uh, name of, of a, a source, Jason Green, who was saying he's out. So I had doubled down, and 11 days later, 11 days, and this at the time that I had announced that, they had started their world tour ticket sales. So Nikki did not want this cat out of the bag. Now, once my story went big, because it originally came out of Metal Sludge, Stevie Ray Shell's uh, site with Tough, which is really just a little glam metal site. It doesn't have the full, uh, you know, worldwide distribution that I have in terms of uh, being able to really hit a lot of these news outlets and so and radio stations. So uh, the, the, once I took the story. Uh, and, and, and put it out there, it blew up so big that all the iHeart radio stations all across the country started running the story. Nikki still waited 11 days until finally, finally going to through Variety. He had to use Variety to combat this because they had to stop the bleeding. They've decided, they realized that, look, you know, we can't keep ticket sales going with everybody thinking that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, Vince, uh, or that Mick is now out of the band. And, uh, right. and and that you know that this the wheels have come off, and so they made the announcement. Look, yeah, we've got we've got a new guitar player. This this younger uh, John Five. It's 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 you know it, it was definitely going to happen, and so you know and and the bottom line is is that they fired Vince once before. John Karabi himself is saying that Mick was fired, that he was ousted out of the band. It was not about his his uh, his 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 spine disease. I mean, Mick looked fine to me. Mick wasn't the one playing playing uh, uh, you know uh, fake the whole time, like you saw with there was there were some accusations, but I never saw Mick playing fake, playing you know, to a backing track. I did catch Tommy Lee playing playing to a backing track, and that was put out again. Everyone put out after I put caught it and put out the story. So when you're that far ahead of this kind of a band, and this band is massive, you and you, and you do it year after year after year, you deserve the title of the biggest name in heavy metal news. Well, I say... You deserve the title of the biggest name in heavy metal news. Well, I say you're the only name in heavy metal news, so... Okay. You haven't really even had a, an actual... I mean, now you have to go back further beyond 22 years to have an original lineup Motley Crue album. So they're done. And they say that, you know, he's, as far as the original Motley Crue, this whole, we're coming back and the original Motley Crue, well, you only played two countries out of 195 for this big comeback world tour before you, uh, and, and, and immediately had to replace uh, Tommy Lee because of this supposed skirmish that happened. 
And what I'm being told, what I'm being told is that during the melee that Vince uh, Neal actually attempted during the, the scuffle to bite his crotch region. And that's why Tommy, <laughs> yeah, and he missed it. I'm being told that the, one of the roadies grabbed and pulled, pulled Vince off of uh, Tommy. He only bit the inner part of his leg, drew some blood, and... And, and Tommy was so pissed about it that that's why he came out after that and did the whole uh, uh, nude selfie thing, you know, and exposed himself to kind of say, to kind of say a big F you to, to Vince Neal, you know, and then he's pulling out a, a wiener dog on the stage and saying the aliens, you know, to, you know we're going to summon aliens in the sky and that this is your home. And I mean, just the most bizarre stuff. Then he gets caught fake drumming. I mean. Can you imagine what, what Mick Mars is thinking when he's standing over there watching all this craziness, you know? This guy's crazy, and he probably thinks this guy's crazy, and, you know, first of all, you don't mess with a big man's food. I mean, this, this is a big man. You don't mess with a big man's food. I, I don't know if there was an argument at the buffet earlier or what, you know, what happened. Just don't do that. But, but... <laughs> I didn't want to dive into one more note in the music world. Pantera, or the tribute to Pantera, whatever anybody wants to call it. There's been a lot of dates being canceled as late. What have you heard on that? Yeah, they've got um, got a little bit of a blowback going on with the uh, Anselmo, the, the, the lead singer, back in 2016 had appeared at a Dime Bash event, which is meant to be kind of like a tribute type event. Uh, with different types of uh, guest musicians um, paying honor to, to late uh, Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl, who we all know how, how he passed away, getting shot on the stage uh, during a damage plan gig. After all this nasty stuff was said back and forth between between the camps of the Abbots and, and Anselmo, and, uh, and, and then Pantera broke up for good at the height of their fame. And, and at the Dime Bash event, Anselmo, uh, at one point, at the very end, decided to go center stage and give the Ziegheil a Nazi salute and yell white power. And uh, now I, I thought originally that he said wine power, like he had been drinking wine backstage and, and then that, and he was lit up and I, cause I thought he has to be crazy to be doing that Ziegheil. Did he actually just say white power? So apparently he did. And uh, that blowback is still, is still going on there. Uh, Austria, um, concerts and as well as Germany, they have been canceled, and so I'm not really sure what what's going to go on with the rest of these uh, organizers at these other events if they're going to uh, follow suit. But you know, look, uh, Anselmo and uh, Rex Brown, the full meal deal, are you know they both have not had any success in the music business since Pantera. Uh, you know, down has completely dwindled down to nothing. It, they don't. They're not putting out hit records or anything. Uh, they're very, very infrequent as far as they're releasing albums like like a Motley Crue. And you know, Phil's other band, uh, the Illegals, that he's got. You know, I, I give it a five out of ten. It's nothing real special. It's not like his Super Joint Ritual band what was back in the early 2000s. I saw them in concert in L.A. around 2002, 2003. Great first two albums, but he had a beef with that drummer. That drummer ended up suing him, from what I heard, doing a suit against him, a very similar type of beef, hatred sort of thing going like how he had with Vinnie Paul. And so that ended uh, Super Joint Ritual. And, and so he 
he, he made it super joint, just took off the ritual because that was a part of the legal ramification. And, uh, and it's just all the wheels have come off. And so, you know, people are looking at this like this is a big time cash grab. Same thing with Motley Crue, you know, um, that, you know, Phil was saying for years, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, celebrate my my uh, my my guitarist death. You know what I mean? He was saying for years and years because I had been 10, 12 years ago telling people, you know, this the right thing to do is to do a tribute show, you know, get Zach Wilde, get some other uh, guest guitarists out there, pay some respect yeah. to Dimebag Daryl. Uh, and uh, and so the fans can appreciate that legacy and and they crapped all over it so here we are all these years later when Anselmo is having problems uh you know packing packing a a, a car wash of people to get to watch watch his shows and you know there's no doubt about that i mean everybody everybody would agree with that i think that uh calling it pantera as they are and booking more <clears throat> they just booked a, a bunch just came out the other day they booked a bunch of uh north american dates under pantera you know, this was supposed to be a limited run Pantera tribute thing. So now what we're hearing as well is that Pantera might release new music. Uh, uh, Sterling, Sterling. Yeah, because, you know, the bottom line is Dimebag Daryl at the very end of his life was not happy with the damage plan situation with, with Pat Lackman, the, the lead singer, because Lackman did not want to sing any Pantera songs. He didn't want to be known for being... The guy just trying to ride on the coattails of some somebody else's past success. So he told Dime, I don't want to sing those songs. Well, Dime said, brother, you're going to sing them songs. <laughs> and he said, and, he, and, 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 and Lackman said, you know, well, all right. And so the bomb might, Dimebag and Vinnie Paul had cut, from what I understand, there's a five, six, or eight songs I'm being told that the Abbott brothers had recorded with the idea of being a, a final Pantera album or a comeback Pantera album. These are tracks that exist that Rita Haney, Dimes Old Lady, uh, respectfully, she 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 has them in her possession. She's not done anything with them at this point, but they are Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul Abbott, now both deceased Pantera uh, founding members. They were the guys who founded this band here in Fort Worth where I live, where my wife back going back in the, you know, in the 80s was attending those shows here at Joe's Garage. And and and, uh, and Deep Ellum, it's where they made their made their you know uh, made their 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 name known. And so and then Phil came along after that, came from New Orleans, and 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 joined the band. And uh, you know, show some respect. Take those songs, have Phil and Rex lay their vocals and bass over it, and make it a Pantera album.
what is tomorrow morning. All right, right now we have on the line in every first Wednesday of the month, it is the one, the only, Randy Rocky Cody. He is the biggest name in heavy metal news. I say the only name in heavy metal news. Now we're going to drive right into what we're talking about. Our, our topic today is about missing people, missing in America and national parks. So let's go ahead and talk about you. Your, this is, let's talk about your first report on this and everything. Let's talk a little bit about this. What is the title and what is exact? What is it, this exactly about, Randy? Uh, this uh, new report that you'll find at my personal.com, randyrocketcody.com. Uh, is, is titled Missing in U.S. National Parks, Where Have All the Vanished Americans Gone? And this is kind of, it's loosely inspired by a gentleman named David Paulides, if I pronounce his name right. He's a gentleman that's been doing uh, Missing 411. Um, you can find that um, on YouTube. Uh, I know there's, uh, if, if, you know, you, different apps, you can find it as well. Uh, there's different documentaries that have been made about this uh this situation, which is a phenomenon that's been taking place of uh, uh, vanishing uh, hunters and uh, people camping out in the, uh, 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 you know, different, uh, the national uh, parks, uh, forests all throughout uh, America. There's over 400 plus national parks in the U.S., about uh, encompassing about 80 million um, acres, as I understand it. There's a lot, a lot of land out there. And these uh, these cases are real suspicious because the people, uh, as Mr. Pauliti say, uh, they disappear in, in in the wilderness, and there sometimes there's clusters happening where it's uh, three to four, sometimes as many as twenty to thirty people missing at one location. Wow! Wow! I mean, this is this is amazing. I've seen that same. Gentleman, you speak of. I watched his YouTube. It came up on my, my Facebook feed last week. So over the weekend, I went to look him up. So, because there is there's some kind of giant entity that is also in a cloak itself that's kind of invisible whenever it wants to, but you can kind of see it too at some of these national U.S. national parks. Let's talk a little bit about that. So, do we think it's Bigfoot or do we think it's a giant or what do we think? Well, uh, that's a great question. Great question. That's what the report at my site uh, really gets deep, deeper into and takes you further down the rabbit hole, uh, Ryan. It's 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 going really just to the next level of what David's been talking about. And um, there there is uh, there is belief in terms of uh, what I what I think and what I like to touch on first is that according to uh, the National Missing and Un Unidentified Person System. Uh, NAMIS, I guess, is 600,000 go missing in the U.S. every year. Uh, the real number expected to be much higher since the U.S. government does not officially keep track of these people going missing. So that means there is no central database that's being used to track the problem. And, um, and, and David touches on that in his report. You know, local agencies tend to keep track of it, but, but the, the, the government, from a national standpoint, they're not. And so my theory is that what we're dealing with here after multiple months of, of, of really getting deep into the research is that we're dealing with a highly advanced alien entity that can shapeshift. Plus, as you said, cloak itself to be totally invisible whenever it wants. And it's stalking and abducting human beings all around these uh, U.S. national parks. Wow. 
And that is people will call it Bigfoot. Uh, people have called it. They've called it. Uh, there's uh, there's also references to Dogman, um, which which is like a wolf or dog like humanoid beast. Um, there's there's all sorts of different references, but from what I can understand is that it it can assume alternating appearances. And that right there is the question I'm going to dive into right here that you just uh, jumped there. You said something about shapeshifters. We know that uh, this has been known to be an evil entity that uh, that uh, is even done this. And we've, we've studied about this even on the Christian side of things. Christians know that there's evil entities out there that can play with your mind. So, of course, if you're a Bigfoot person, you might think Bigfoot or Dogman or something. And you, it, it's looking... In your eyes, what it is. So, is that could that be the thing that this is actually whatever some kind of shape shifting demon that just kind of shapeshifts shifts in the form of whatever you're kind of fearing the most, it, it, or or that's that's adaptable to to the, to the for the environment. Um, okay. You know, and and there there is um, there's the whole you know biblical discussion that people uh, Christian uh, scholars have theorized that. Um, what we're dealing with here is is called uh, Nephilim. It's a part of an angelic heredity where the fallen angels, which were demons that were yeah. that were fallen uh, from heaven uh, uh, down to earth, reproduced with human females or possessed human males. Okay, who then bore children with human females. These offspring, with that partial heredity, equal part of of, of both. Uh, were be, that's what is the Nephilim. And so these Nephilim were giants. So if anybody knows about the Bible, that's what this is about, the giants. And very, very strong, <clears throat> very, um, very advanced in terms of their uh, their DNA compared to us. They have the uh, the insane ability to uh, to huge, huge strength, first of all, huge strength compared to the human, much, much stronger than the human. Molecular shape shifting uh, and or use of uh, laser type holograms to produce an outward human appearance, uh, as well as telepathy and invis invisibility cloaking being used so that, that so that they can disappear when they need to. Um, there's also belief that they might be using, um, uh, you know, stargates, portals, however you want to call it, doors in from from another dimension potentially um, or interdimensional. And um, and so this this story goes deeper into it because there's a gentleman that I I, I really use as the subject of my report that it's a big story if people have uh, might know about it on the internet uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Andrew Dawson and he's the one who claims to he and he showed it on video he had his his uh, his camera uh, with his phone out and he was traveling at one of the national parks. And saw up on the uh, uh, up on the summit, um, yes. he, he saw a giant from a distance. What looked like to be like a potentially a giant Bigfoot. And <clears throat> what happened was once he tried to actually breach the area, <clears throat> going into uh, to try to get closer to this summit, he was stopped by a CIA type agent. And what happened in his video was he came back with updates later on saying, oh, listen, uh, you know, it, it was all a hoax. It was all a hoax. And 
And the, the, the statement he was making looked like it was coerced because he's looking off off to, to the side like somebody's telling him what to say. And uh, <clears throat> and then he comes back after that saying, look, it's not a hoax. This is real, real serious. It's bad. And yeah. and I've obviously pissed somebody off. And the next thing you know, uh, he's he's announced dead. You know, Randy, the thing that the thing that gets me the most about this whole situation um, is this whole Dalton situation is uh, you can see it in his video that he was videoing it. He was getting close to something, and it, you know it's believable that could happen. These giants could be here because it just this was in the Old Testament that uh, this had happened. And I know, of course, if they could do it then. And even though the earth was destroyed and repopulated, I believe that it can be done again. So 100%, I believe this guy was getting close to something. And you know as well as I know, maybe our government don't want us to know some things because there's a lot of people out there like you and me that couldn't handle it. Well, I tell you, I had the reason why I had uh, even gone to, to write this story is because I had received, I get email tips all the time. Some of them are from whack nuts, people that are just like complete, just psychobabble, just completely out there. And I have to be able to use a filter. But I got an interesting, e <laughs> I, I got an interesting email um, around the time that I started looking into this uh, and, 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 and talking about it on my uh, Facebook from a, um, a man that claimed to be a park ranger who uh, who had who had been the one to actually discover Andrew Dawson's body partially eaten and, and burned uh, near a brush fire that had been uh, that they were trying to contain near the summit of this peak where this uh, this this purported giant was that he had seen. Um, they said in the YouTube uh, video, again, like once his, his death was announced, there was no reason given for why he died. He's a guy in his 30s, early 30s. Um, this uh, Park Rangers uh, statement is contained uh, from, directly from the email in my report at randyrocketcody.com, and, uh, and, and he goes into pretty graphic and disturbing testimony that, uh, that completely says something opposite than what the, the, the government's narratives, narrative is right now, um, and, and, and this, this YouTube channel that put this story out first, which was the Y Files. And so... That's that's where it really gets. Uh, there's. I was even sent a picture of his, uh, uh, you know, his partially burned up remains. And uh, so, what people need to understand is that these are highly advanced entities uh, that are negative, hostile, and dangerous. Uh, they regard humans as totally inferior, a totally inferior race to them. And so, they are supposedly they consider Earth their ancient outpost. And they want complete control over it because their world is becoming uh, apparently unable to to adequately support life. So um, the alien greys that we've been told about are su supposedly subservient to them. Um, according to other researchers out there, the government uh, may have at some point established a treaty uh, with this race, with this alien race, and is allowing them to to do these abductions uh, with with. with with you know with without any kind of uh anybody saying anything about it and so that's why there's no central database from a national level um this is a uh, a time right now that people need to get real serious about because 
the clock is ticking. They're basically uh, trying to establish, methodically establish, complete control upon the human race with the ultimate goal of absolute domination. And that's something that should scare everybody. working on that case now for several years and I had named uh, for the first time ever I named Michael Aquino who's uh, f former Church of Satan and Temple of Set uh, he was a uh, former military as well he had um, from what I what I had gathered had done um, his whole life really is the footprint for the Zodiac in that area of Central California uh, Central Northern California <clears throat> between Santa Barbara where he went to high school <clears throat> which is where the it's where some of the the attacks with the zodiac took place all the way up to San Francisco. There was a a, a, a cabbie, a taxi driver that was killed there, and uh, by the zodiac. And so you know he was taunting and using the uh, ciphers and whatnot uh, to to the to the media and to the police. And uh, what I found out is that uh, Mr. Aquino was um, he was he was allowed leave during Vietnam at the same exact time. To go, come back to America, to come back to California in that same exact region to attend a meeting at the Black House for Church of Satan. So that's the further developing story on that is is going to continue in terms of uh, uh, more evidence that, that uh, he's he's our guy. All right, and what are some of the other reports you're working on? Oh well, I'll be getting back, uh, you know, back in, in the saddle on the uh, the Titanic. Uh, we'll be doing more on Brandon Lee. And, uh, of course, uh, the Jack the Ripper case. Uh, I've named uh, Sir Frederick Treves there, who was uh, the surgeon at the Royal London Hospital. The first guy to, to, to bring his name up as, 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 the, uh, as, as a potential uh, prime suspect. Um, and as well, we'll be doing more on the, uh, the Black Dahlia. Uh, I've named, uh, again, the first time named uh, uh, prime suspect that nobody even thought of, a guy named uh, Man Ray. So... This is going to be a lot of stuff going on, definitely coming up here this month that people are going to want to check out. The $9.99 uh, subscription at my site is uh, is is awesome because, you know, you're paying that just that that one-time month fee, but you're getting all that unlimited um, posts at my site and, and whatever else is coming up here in this month.
Go, 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 shoot, shoot.